check, check. One, two, check. Mic's on. From the world of education to you, my name is Dr. A. Our show is all about finding your voice by connecting our community through collaboration. All right, welcome back to another edition of Mike's On. This is episode 28, and uh, I get to raise the curtain and get uh-huh. behind the scenes and see what's going on over at the Marquette Theater Company. And I've got such a special guest with me, Rebecca Blindauer. B, what's going on? Hi. How are you? I just, I just realized that you're Dr. A. And yeah. I, see. I mean, this is kind of a good combo. This is how it goes. You know, we do the A and B combo. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Right. So how are you? <laughs> You know, I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, going a little stir-crazy at home and uh, have my uh, four-year-old who is a constant source of joy and delight. And um, she's going stir-crazy, too. So, you know, we're trying not to kill each other. Well, (laughs) and then your poor husband, you know. Oh, poor husband. Come on. You kidding me? (laughs) Hey, so, you know, one of the big things that I I wanted to get into right off the bat is just getting to learn a little bit more about you. So talk to me a little bit about um, Rebecca Blindauer and, um, like, who are you and where'd you come from and how'd you get to where you are, all that kind of stuff. So you lead me where you want to go, okay? Well, you know, I... I've lived a lot of life in the, you know, 44 years on this planet. And, um, I've, you know, lived in lots of different places and I feel like I've reincarnated myself, reincarnated, reinvented. That's there the you word. go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> reinvented myself several times over. Um, I, you know, I grew up in North County, so I'm from St. Louis, Hazelwood Central, go Hawks. Um, and, uh, you know, was very big into theater and choir and all that good stuff, which is, I'm sure, not surprising. Um, <laughs> went to school at uh, Missouri State, got my degree in acting, and then I was like, I'm going to go to Broadway. And so I moved to New York with two suitcases and a pillow, and and that was it. And I was there for, gosh, almost 13 years. And um, I loved it and I hated it and I (laughs) (laughs) couldn't live without it and wanted to leave and wanted to stay and you know it's probably the most fun I've ever had and also the most difficult time of my life I mean so so how old were you exactly when you got to New York I was 22 21 21 yeah and so let me let me ask you about the journey. Like, did you take a train? Did you take a plane? Did you take a? How'd you get there? I took a plane. I took a plane, and I had two suitcases, literally two suitcases, and my pillow, and that's all I had. And I had done some summer theater the the year before with a, a girl who lived in New York, and she was going to be coming back to St. Louis to do some summer stock, and uh, and. She needed someone to sublet her apartment. So I showed up, got into a cab, went to Midtown, which for those people that don't know is the area of Manhattan that's right off of Times Square. So um, pulled up to her fifth floor walk up. No, 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 no. I had to go to the bar where her roommate was working, (laughs) run in, get the keys, (laughs) go around the block to her apartment, fifth floor walk up um, in Hell's Kitchen. And I mean, you know. It, it was a, a wild ride. So. And, and, you know, I think we have to remember, too, this is this is pre-cell phone days, basically, oh, right? Yeah. And so oh, you're yeah. you're showing up in a place 
that uh, you're really not sure how you're getting around, basically, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? So, so the the bartender <laughs> had to trust <laughs> that you were who you said you were. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I've had this conversation so many times about pre-cell phone days and how when you said you were going to go somewhere, you just went because there was no there was no uh, getting out of it. There was no um, you know uh, changing plans. <laughs> Hey, and, and so your daughter gets to show up too, right? I know, I know. The little four-year-old who's, who's going stir crazy. So, um, But yeah, I mean, you know, she had to trust that I was going to be there on that day. I had to trust that she was going to be there and that she'd have the keys and that Megan had, you know, conveyed the story to her. And yeah, so I, so I you, look back on that time and it's unbelievable that, that I did it. And had I not been 21, I don't know that I would have done it. Yeah, so, right? Like, would you... Yeah. Would you um, recommend what you did uh back when you were 21 for kids today um yeah I would I would actually um you know it I was young and dumb and (laughs) you know and it it was the most fun I ever had yeah yeah so um it was it was awesome well it's a life experience for sure absolutely oh my god yes had you been to New York before that uh, one time, like two months before, <laughs> for like, I went on a, uh, on a, well, I was out of school for a year before I went. So, um, it was a spring break trip with some friends who were seniors in college and we went up for a few days and, um, you know, I, I went around the city and saw some things, but I hadn't really spent a significant amount of time there. But as a person who did music, musical theater, like that was the place that yeah, you went. So, right. I did it. Okay, so you you get you put your bags down, and you're you're in New York, and then what happens? What what do you do for the time that you're there? Oh God, uh, hustle. Yeah, it, it's a lot of hustling. I tell you what. So um, I auditioned like crazy and got really used to rejection, um, and because that's just the way that it goes. I mean, there are so many people there trying to you know be a star and. Um, so, you know, periods of time where I wasn't auditioning as much as others because you, you have to pay your bills, right? Right, So, uh, doing a whole lot of temping and, uh, doing a whole lot of cater waitering and going to, you know, see where the other half, how the other half lives and doing all these bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and, you know, weddings up in Scarsdale and, (laughs) you know, just outside of the city and, seeing all of this wealth and money in like a totally different world that I had ever experienced. So, well, and especially um, coming from St. Louis, you know, like we, we are at a level that is nowhere near New York and then you're going outside of New York to see all those places. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff like out in the Hamptons. I mean, it's just like the, the things that I saw just working behind the scenes, right. not even in theater, just in, you know, working these parties was right. pretty incredible. Right. Pretty incredible. So how, so how long were you up in New York then? Uh, almost 13 years. 13 years. So, I know. Crazy. And, and, and while you were there, um, how much, how much stage work did you get to do? Um, I had a fair amount, I yeah. would say. Um, you know, some people are more marketable I will say than others and I'm a very specific type and you know that's such a like theater word or businessy kind of word but you know um I'm like the funny best friend you know and there is always one of those but 
you know, you have to think there's thousands of those people in New York, millions. Right, right, right. Um, You know, I I did some off, I did an off-Broadway show for a year that got me my equity card and allowed me to kind of move up and audition for some bigger stuff and um, did a lot of stuff out of the city. That's kind of what a lot of people will say. Like, when you move to New York, be prepared to leave the city because Mm -hmm. you go to all the regional theaters around the country and perform because they always go to New York to get the best. Right. So, um, the closest I got to Broadway was I did, a the first national Broadway tour of the producers. So I was like, I was like a hair away from it, you know? (laughs) And if I, you know, if I go to my grave with any regrets, it will be that I didn't, Oh, I didn't cross that threshold. I didn't quite get there, but you know, but, but you had a great experience through all of it, pretty much, right? Oh I mean, oh, you would not yeah. turn, you would not uh, try and redo it or or do it no over way. in a sense, right? No way. I met some of the most incredible people um, from all over, and eccentric and crazy and awesome and mm-hmm. weird, and just got to see a completely different, you know a different experience than I would have had had I stayed in St. Louis, the Midwest, completely different. So I feel very lucky to have made that. And you talked, you talked a little bit about an equity card. So for those of us that aren't in the business, so how does it all work in terms of like, how do you get in and then you have to become a member, I'm guessing of, of the trade. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an actor's uh, union. Right. Actors Equity Union. Um, it's it's a little bit of a catch twenty two though. Like you you need the card to audition for the jobs, but you have to get a job to get the card. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's it's a little tricky, right? Just banging so your head against the wall trying to make that happen. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know there's there's no right or wrong way to do it, right? As many people as I met in my time we all took vastly different paths. And so, um, you know, especially for the kids that I teach at Marquette and who want to go on to theater, you know, I just share my experience with them. I can't really tell them, do this, do this, do this, do this, right? And it'll all work out, right? Right. So I just have to kind of explain. But anyway, so the Actors Union is... um, Anything that you've seen traveling shows at the Fox or the Muni or um, Broadway, any of those like higher tiered um, theaters, right? Mm-hmm. The Rep in St. Louis and right. then again other theaters across, they use actors who are basically at the top level, which right. is any kind of actor who's a part of this union, right? So, um, yeah, and so places like the Muni, yeah. they only hire equity actors they don't use anyone who's not in the union um and it's a great thing and the union is really strong and it's wonderful and it takes care of um the members as far as you know things you don't even think about you know making sure that you get frequent breaks during rehearsals like all of that has been that work was done for all of us decades ago right you know so um but it's it's definitely a milestone in a performer's uh, journey to achieve that so yeah, and so talk to me a little bit about, do you have a favorite stage that you got to be on? Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I When I was on tour, um, 
uh, so I mentioned earlier that I was on tour with the producers. Uh, I also toured several years with the Radio City Christmas Spectacular with the Rockettes. Um, I played Mrs. Claus in that. Oh, Oh, look at you. So fun. (laughs) So fun. Um, Well, and now I have an in with Santa Claus. Yeah, right. uh, He's made some phone calls. Yeah, right. (laughs) Calling some favors to uh, Uncle Bill. That's good. Mm, I mean, mean Santa. Yeah, right. Um, uh, But one year we played the Fox Theater in St. Louis, and we were here for a month, and I got to um, perform on the stage that I spent my whole childhood going to see performances at. Um, So it was really, really special. And, um, of course, it was amazing that, you know, people, family, friends, and, and family could come see me when we were in town. But just to be on that stage night after night, day after day, um, was just surreal and amazing and wonderful. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if people in St. Louis really understand. I don't think all people in St. Louis really understand just what a gem that place is. Oh, truly. You know, truly. I mean, I think we take it for granted because it's there. Yeah. But it's a beautiful place and, and quite oh, a spectacular. Stunning. Yeah. And it's so, um, you've also gotten to play on the Muni stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've done, um, three or four different shows there. I did Footloose last summer, um, Annie, Music Man, and then I was a part of the the 100-year uh, celebration gala. I was in that as well. So yeah. I've, got, I've got a few under my belt, and yeah. I was supposed to be in one this summer, but, you know. Well, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that because it kind of was going to be a, a cool convergence of things happening on stage, and I don't know if this has happened before for you, but I was just doing a little research and noticed that you were going to have one of your students on stage with you. Yeah. Had that been yeah. something you've done before? No, no. I mean... Uh, so that's you know, the I've disappointing had... piece of all of it. Yeah, yeah. I've had students who have been in other shows, um, you know, last summer... Uh, David Pisoni was in uh, uh, Kinky Boots. Was mm-hmm. that last summer? Or summer yes, before? I, I believe remember. it. I believe it was last yeah. summer. And uh, you know, it was cool to be an audience member and get to see him sure. on that big stage. And I know he had a blast doing that. Um, but yeah, no, it would have been kind of surreal and, and and strange. I mean, I'm sure you know. I I get so close with those kids, and yeah. they know me so well, and I know them so well. But to sort of put us on an even playing field and be colleagues instead of, you know, teacher (laughs) and and student, um, probably would have been strange, but also fun. And yeah. Well, so, um, and I just, that kind of segues right into, to what you do now. And, and, uh, you know, I have been privileged to be able to be on the outside kind of looking in and having an, an, an inside track with uh, uh, having a, a son uh, being in, in the theater company. And um, I have to tell you that, you know, uh, of everything that uh, this is this is where it becomes like uh, the office space because I know. people can't see this, but my lights turn yes. out. And so that happens in my, in I don't degrade. So um, but I have to tell you, B, you know, um, I'm so thankful for David, to be honest with you, because David is the reason my son got into it. He would not have yeah. he would not have thought that he should pursue it on his own um, because he wouldn't have had it, uh, you know, had that self-esteem, I think, to say, oh, I can do this. He may have. I mean, I don't know for sure, but it's because of David that Sully got into it. 
And, yeah. and one of the things that is so cool about the whole situation is how it is such a family with the kids and you and the other families. How do you make that happen on a regular? Does it just happen because of the kids who they are? Or is it, I mean, what, what, how does it happen like that? Because it's truly a community that's not like we talk about school and community and, and really, truly the theater community is something that I wish we would start to really look at as a model for how do we treat building a community in, in a way that really is loving and caring for the kids. Yeah. Um, it's just know. what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, in theater, you are asked to um, put in 100% of yourself. Um, it requires you, at some point, whether you want to or not, to get a little vulnerable and to um, kind of expose yourself in a way, show emotions maybe that you bottle up normally in real life. And um, it just has a way of stripping all of those walls down. Um, you know, I am, I grew up in the theater. My dad was an English teacher and directed plays at his high school where he taught. And so I have been in that world of theater since I was my daughter's age. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember I have like, earliest memories are of going to these late night rehearsals. Um, you know, so maybe it's that, um, you know, we also spend I don't think people realize how much time we spend um, in rehearsal, right. building sets, just time together. And, you know, we do have this common goal, this common love of performing or working lights or building costumes. And so it's something that is that unifies us. I don't know. We could probably speak all day as to right. why it's so close. But I, I really think it's the sheer amount of time, A, and the kind of stripping away of, of walls and, and things that kind of clog us up and having to be vulnerable a little bit. So so we talked a little bit right before you guys started that this is, is this year five for you over there at Marquette? This or is, is this I'm year going six. In six. Six, okay. I'm going into six. Yeah, yeah, so, so um, really, when you first, so how long have you been the theater director? Uh, all, all six years. All six um, years, okay. Yeah, the year before I was at um, Rockwood Valley Middle School. Okay, and I, right. and I split my time. I say split, but I think I taught one class at Wildwood Middle as well. Um, and then that next year, the teacher at Marquette retired, and so I stepped it up to Marquette. So. so when you first get into the high school, what is the difference between the middle level and, and dealing with the kiddos at this age compared to up there at the high school? I mean, I know, yeah. first of all, storyline and, 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 and the deepness and, and, and how, how much you can say and do in, in high school compared to middle school is there. But, but what's, what, is, what are some of the differences that you see? Uh, I think right off the bat, there is the, the maturity level yeah. <laughs> in some, yeah. not in others, well. right? But um, obviously those kids are budding adults and they um they are going through real stuff as they you know make their journey towards adulthood and um they open up with me and they talk with me about things that maybe I would never have spoken with my middle schoolers about things that probably wouldn't even have crossed their minds when they were sixth seventh eighth graders um again I think 
at the high school level, we spend a significantly more amount of time together than at the middle school. I think maybe at the middle school, and, you know, this is not a judgment at all, but it is considered by a lot of people just a fun activity. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you get to high school, you know, I'm sure you know from your own kids, yep, yep. you have to make a choice with how you want to spend your time. And if you want to play football, you can't do football and theater, right? right so right. Um, if you want to, you know, be on in something that's going to require a lot of time speech and debate you can't do speech and debate in theater right Uh, as much as i would love to make it work there's just such a huge commitment on on both ends that it just can't happen so you know this is where kids who really love it and really want to be a part of this family this community they make the choice to do it um whereas at middle school there you there's probably a lot more kids that are just like this is a fun time sure and there's nothing wrong with that and i I loved I loved the middle school. I had a great time there too. But. You feel like you're in the right spot though. Absolutely. Oh, I can tell Absolutely. you are. I mean, when I see you working with these kids and with these families, um, it's it's pretty. It's you can tell. I mean, this is exactly where you need to be, and and uh-huh. you're doing a bang up job with it. As you uh-huh. got into um, Marquette, though, how were your first couple years? You know, what what was that like? Um. Well. You know, it was a little uh, clunky. We'll say clunky. (laughs) You're a little green and you you had to cut your teeth a little bit? I did have to cut my teeth a little bit, um, a little bit green. You know, I was... I was, you know, in my mid to late 30s at that point. So I wasn't fresh out of college. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, So green, yes, in a way, but not. Um, I think, you know, going into any organization theater or not anything where it has been going in a certain direction for a long time, even if it's not a healthy, good direction to try to switch course and go a different way, um, can be tricky. And there's a lot of stuff to navigate. There's a lot of emotion with people wanting to hold on to the way it's always been done. Um, you know, tradition all in the name of tradition. Right. So, um, and I really wanting to tiptoe around those, those feelings with those kids and, but also knowing to make it a successful and, you know, prosperous, <laughs> I don't know, that seems like a weird word, um, uh, to make it a successful and, and good endeavor. I, I felt like some things needed to be shifted, um, in direction. So, um, there was some resistance, but then, you know, you, you get through one show and the parents are like, wow, that was great. <laughs> and there's a little more buy-in, yeah, right? And right. then you, you do another show and wow, that one was great too. There's a little more buy-in. Right. Then you come to a new year and there's new kids who've never, right. who've never been with the old way of doing things. And, you know, it just, it takes a little time. It takes a little, um, well, a lot of trust on the kids and right. the parents that I, have everyone's best interest in mind and that right. I'm trying to create something that's that's special and, and good so um yeah it was it was a little had some tough conversations and some you know tough calls to make but you know in the end it, I think it was all for the good of the program and you know so I, I had to ask about the first couple because uh, yeah. of, about four years ago now you you get a family come in that really does really does make things happen. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. 
And yeah. I know that that's a lot to do with the success, the success of a program too, is that the, the support and the love that the parents give to, to these, these programs. But I mean, I know there's a lot of people that do a lot of work, but I, I only know what I know. And what I know yeah. is that, um, the Pisoni family is like none other, um, in the sense that when you talk about theater, whether it was here or up there and I, and, and I know what they did here, but I, I can only imagine the hours and time spent helping you guys up there. That's what makes the program really shine. Truly, truly. Um, and I have, as you know, David graduated this year and I have, I've cried a lot of tears. <laughs> well, this um, has been so difficult to try and get through yeah. a, a time when, you know, they were so excited about doing that spring play. Um, one of the coolest sets too, that, that, uh, something different that they had never done before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And never a, got to really good. use it. Yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, you know, and we'll never see, right, <laughs> I think we right. snapped a couple pictures of it before we tore it down, but the whole thing was on a revolving platform, like a, a 20 foot radius, um, circular platform and the whole thing revolved it was really really cool um yeah absolutely i think i am incredibly fortunate that i have um the pisoni family i mean you know i i've i've offered to like donate a kidney i mean i I, like i think i've heard that once or twice yeah like i just don't know that i can adequately thank them and um you know at the end of the day mike Anna and um, Mike are, you can just tell that their love language is acts of service. And you can tell that they've raised their children to, to, to follow in that. But also, as you are well aware, Mike's dad comes up. Right. So we've got right. Grandpa Pisoni. I know. Um, we get Grandma Pisoni who comes up and is the most amazing gifted artist and she mm. will paint murals and things for <laughs> our sets. And, you know, the, the, the spread of the Pisoni uh, legacy within mm-hmm. this program mm-hmm. is far reaching. I mean, it is really incredible. Um, but you can see that Mike was raised under this, you know, we, we do for others, we help. And he and Anna clearly, you know, they have that same thing in common and their kids are that way. So yeah, I mean, it is, I am incredibly fortunate. Um, you know, they are certainly not the only family that helps out, but to look at the scope of everything that they help with is just, is it's pretty immense. Um, you know, yeah, this past spring was obviously heartbreaking for so many reasons. Um, not getting to do that play kind of not getting to have that final little, like tie up that nice, pretty bow on the four years with, well, cause these were really their, your kids that you, like you were saying, were ones that hadn't really been a part of things that they knew before. So, so this was really your program. This was your program kids. And so, so not to be able to have a proper send off is, is going to probably hurt for a long time, probably forever. You know, we, we tried to do a a zoom send off and, you know, just not the same. I'm afraid I probably made it very awkward. For me. I was sort of a blubbering idiot. At the time. And, you know, they, the, the kids, whether they're 18 or, or eight, they always look to the adults for, you know, the strength and support. And I, gosh, I just couldn't give it to them in that moment. I was, I was pretty broken up. So, well, I think it, this, this time has really shown us and made us vulnerable in a way that we could never have expected. And so, um, 
you know, when you do what you do with these kids, it really is something that allows them to um, find out more of who they are. And, and when they don't have that uh, and they're not around you and, and, and the whole idea, um, it's like something's being carved out of them. And, and so I, I, I feel like um, one of the things that's been so cool is just to know that the kids can, can come to you and talk to you really about anything. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if they just call you B or if, if it's Mama B. I mean, in time, I think it's going to be Mama B, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, you're still too young, so. Oh, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's just really been cool because um, having a senior now up at the high school, um, yeah. you know, it's a it's a it's a big deal for for us parents who are are getting to that spot where okay, these guys are moving on, and and I know for um, the Pasoni family and every other family that had a senior that didn't get to really have the kind of send off that they they would have liked. Um, this has not been an easy time. So, um, as we roll into this school year now, here we are again, it's like, we're, we're, it's like a broken record, right? Um, how on earth do you make the online world work when you're trying to do theater? Because I'd love to know what you were able to do with kids in the spring, you know, and, and I'm sure you've thought quite long and hard about, okay, how do I make this happen should we have to do this again? Yeah, you know, I think the spring was totally its own thing, right? And, you know, I think all of us were just scrambling to figure out which end was up and to try to get through to summer, right? So um, I think what happened in the spring is not necessarily indicative of what things would be, um, you know, if we were to go into the fall. Um, Specifically for me, though, and, you know, we've talked about this this whole conversation, everything that I do is about relationships with these kids and spending time with these kids. And, you know, it's only after spending you know, a great deal of time with these kids that they do open up and they do pour their hearts out either in rehearsal into the character or to me one-on-one, you know? So, um, yeah, to think about continuing that into the fall is heartbreaking, of course. Um, but I, I know that we very well could be there, right? So, right, right. Um, and, you know, and there are kids that might be taking theater class, online because it is an option you know so um yeah you know it takes a little bit of the heart out of it Mm -hmm. honestly to try to teach online to teach theater online it makes it a little bit more um it doesn't feel so hands-on right it's a, a lot more withdrawn um you know I'm currently for the district along with some other high school teachers you know writing out online curriculum for the high school theater classes and, you know, really trying to step one, step two, step three, and taking something that's so inherently, um, you know, from the heart and, you know, kind of gut centered um, and making it kind of a stepped out process is a little bit difficult and tricky. Um, You know, we're, we're making it work because these are the times that we're in and we have to figure out how do we, how do we move forward under these, you know, constraints? So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. Will it, is it my option? Of course not. I mean, you know, if, if everything is, is good and clear, I, 
I, I'm longing for the day that we can all just like jump back in and, right. and you know, get back into it. So. Do you have things like if we were in a normal start to the school year, especially with those freshmen when they first mm-hmm. come in, you know, and, and maybe this is the first theater class that they've decided to take or um, whatever. Do you have certain things that you like to do to just welcome them in and, and show, hey, this is how we kind of do things here and, and that kind of stuff. Little And yeah. probably makes it a little more difficult when you're just like you're talking sure. doing it online. Well, there's I, I kind of, you know, wear two hats at Marquette, right? I wear the hat of like the acting teacher, the theater teacher, and then I wear the hat of the marquette theater company director and sponsor mm-hmm. so um there is a lot of carryover between those two of course but there are some kids that only take class and there are some kids that only do the after school thing um and so obviously in class there's so much um interaction with the whole class and you know everyone always kind of looks at theater as you know oh you just go in and play games well yeah we do we play a lot of games because guess what when you're having fun and you're getting comfortable with people those walls start to come down right you get comfortable you don't feel so inhibited when you have to get up on stage and say something serious right so um you know certainly in class that will be that's hard to do from a distance (laughs) um and then you know with the kids who are wanting to come and do the after school thing which is a, a totally different ball game but very similar you know um in in planning for this year uh last spring you know I had big plans things Mm -hmm. I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. then I thought oh gosh I just I might need to roll this back and make some different choices so I chose some different shows to do that maybe would be more accessible for rehearsal online if we had to you know and it's not ideal and it's not gonna be nearly as fun for these kids I know nor for me you know I haven't there's I would be lying if I didn't say that I had a little bit of like a sense of dread in my, in my gut as I'm kind of going into this year, because it will feel very different and more than anything, it's just sad, you know, and I, and I just miss these kids. So yeah, there's a lot that will be different, but you know, we're going to, we're going to take these next few weeks summer and like get charged up and try to, at least I am, and try to like come at it with a lot of energy and positive. And and that's going to be the big thing is, look, we can long for it and we can want for it, Mm -hmm. but it's not maybe necessarily there. Right. And so we need to be okay with that. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that you first started talking about was learning, I mean, I don't know how you could take rejection, like you can take rejection from going through what you go through. You go to an audition, you think you, you nail it, and then they say, nope, sorry. I mean, I don't know if I can handle that on a regular basis. You got to a place where you were able to do that and, and figure that out. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, we're being rejected by... <laughs> This idea yeah. of having the school that we once had, you know, and, yeah. and, and yeah. we have to be okay with that and, and try and be positive about things and, and figure out how do we make it better for us, even though we're in a place that we've never been before and probably don't want to have to be. Sure, um, sure. But, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, even when I gotten used to the idea of rejection, it, it still stung. Sure. But I think more than anything, what I really pulled out of that or what I was able to sort of um, you know, grow within myself is resiliency to, right. okay, 
dust yourself up, get right. off, get back up, you know, and the time in between falling down and getting back up was shorter and shorter and shorter as right. I went along. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not impervious to, you know, pain or, Hurt. you know, <laughs> rejection. Well, you just but, talked about how you were blubbering with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So we get oh, it. God. There's emotion there. Oh, God. It's, I'm all emotion. I'm sure these kids will tell you. I'm either yelling or I'm laughing or, you know, it's, it's, it's never a boring day with me. Well, so. that's what's so cool, though, is I think that you, you've been able to give kids a real outlet for who they are and, and where they come from um, and, and just shown so many of our young people, you know, powers that they have within themselves that they might not have really realized were there. Um, and, and it's just been really cool to watch, uh, seeing all these kids do what they do. And I say that not just because I have a kid who's, who's with you, um, but because I get to see kids who go from the middle school level and get up there and just take off. And it's just so cool to watch how much bigger and grandiose they become as they get into high school. So it's really fun to watch, and I appreciate you constantly doing that to to help them spread their wings. So before we get going, though, I want to understand a few things, because I I told you we had started talking before we actually started recording, and I'm like, wait a minute, you got to stop, because we got to have some content. So... um, I started to ask you, though, about about your husband and how you guys met and, and that kind of thing. And so talk to me a little bit about how that all came down, because you guys are both in the same world, aren't you? Yes, we are. We are. I mean, you know, there have been many times when our paths should have crossed but didn't. And, you know, it's a little kismet and a little, you know, fate definitely stepped in at points. But um, he and I... Um, uh, worked our first professional job outside of college after we had graduated at Stage of St. Louis, which is, you know, for people who are listening who don't know, is a local professional theater um, in in St. Louis. And um, we did My Fair Lady. He was one of the, you know, quartet buskers, and I was, I don't know, a, a fancy lady in a hat. So, um, and we were friendly, of course, you know, again, when you do theater, you, you'd get close to the people who were in right. the show, and um, and then we went our separate ways. He moved to New York and, you know, a year later I moved to New York and we were there, gosh, probably 10 years. And <laughs> I mean, Mike, the story is ridiculous. So I was on the subway going home from my day job at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. It was my temp job. I worked in the library at Pfizer for years I did. But anyway, so I was on the train, you know, going back to Astoria, Queens, back to my apartment and, I looked down the train and I'm like, I was with a friend of mine and I thought, I think I know that guy down there. <laughs> She's like, what? And I was like, I know him. And I just took off as if I had, <laughs> you know, seen him three days before. Right. And I, you know, I probably looked like a crazy person, but I was <laughs> charging through the car down to the other end, waving, going, Patrick, Patrick. <laughs> and, you know. He was, you know, as you are when you're on public transportation in New York City, you've got your blinders up. Yeah, you just know, head you down. What, don't don't worry about All the crazy around <laughs> you. And, and he looks up. He's solving a crossword puzzle at the time and looks up and is like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, we knew each other, like, you know, days before. And, uh, you know, we chatted with him. And then um, I think like a week later, I was in the grocery store in my neighborhood and he and I rounded the corner of our of our 
you know, each rounded the corner at the same time and bumped right into each other. Oh my gosh, you again. Hey, crazy. And then like, I don't know, a week later I was temping at another, um, for another office job and I was coming back from my, uh, lunch break and I run into him and I'm temping in the building right next to where he worked in the city. So it was like nothing for 10 years. And then in a matter of maybe a month or two, we ran into each other over and over and over and over. <laughs> and that last time when I ran into him, he goes, are you stalking me? And I was like, uh, yeah, you're just realizing. Right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, he's like, I guess maybe we should get coffee. I was like, yeah, maybe we should. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen next? Either that or I'm just going to keep stalking you. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> so That's anyway, and then, you know, the rest is history. And but, then you, you guys know. got to be on stage, though, together uh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, so uh, last summer we did Annie together at the Muni. Um, he was uh, Mr. Bundles and one of the uh, people who worked for Daddy Warbucks. And and I was uh, the head maid. And, you know, we just, you know, got to run around on stage. And then this past summer we did Footloose at the Muni. Um, this summer we were cast in different shows, but it's okay. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I think it's but, just uh, so yeah, cool. No, that... it's, it's really cool to, to get to have that, you know, so much later in our careers. So I'm seeing a real lineage, though. You talked about your dad and what he was yeah. doing, and then you, and now your husband, and what's going to happen with your daughter, you think? <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Anyone that's met our child is like, well, it's clear who we're <laughs> she, uh She's very expressive we'll say yeah right well listen you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get us off of here but i just uh, really appreciate you being so many different ways and just uh i i know i don't always get to say it and and uh and so this is a great way for me to at least be able to thank you for just doing what you do but especially just as a, a dad to to a teacher um you know i i can't thank you enough for what you've done for sully because uh, he loves it and it's be- and it's got everything to do with the kids that are in there, but also with the way you're directing them too. Uh, so so just thanks for guiding them and and helping them and just being there for them because it's uh, it's a truly special it. thing. Yeah, well, thank you so much, and you know, I I love what I do, and I I feel very blessed that I get to do what I do. So I. It, you know, all of that, ex, all that other stuff is just, you know, icing on the cake. So thank you so much. I, I really, really, really love it. Hey, and so before we go, do you have yeah. any shout outs that you want to give out there? You know, because so many people listen. So, you know. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we've been shouting out to the Pisonis. Yeah. Time. What's up, Mike? <laughs> hey, Anna. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, who, 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 who should I shout out to? I don't know. Mike? I mean, any of the kiddos? Oh yeah, I mean, let's see, let's see if I can name all of our uh, all of our seniors: Thomas DeGroat, 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 and Lauren Fenton, and <laughs> Addie Loving, and uh, Shelby Brown, and uh, Corey Snipes, and David Pisoni, and I don't know, I'm gonna forget. Them. I know. Well, that's the hard yeah. part, right? You don't want to forget Fresh anybody, fans. but you know, they're all great kids, and and oh, uh, gotcha. it's been really cool to just kind of see how my kid has gotten in there and been a part of it. So I really appreciate you. Uh, do you know what our outro is for this show? You know, we no. have an intro. It's called Mike's On. Yeah. It's really, really clever. When we leave and we sit and we tag out, what do you think it says? Mike's off. Hey, thank you hey. so much, B. <laughs> Join us in the weeks to come as we learn and grow together. <laughs>